I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Come through, Queen. I wanna see ya. Come through, Queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan and Brendan, and this is Come Through Queen. I don't know, as Brene Brown says, right? Like, it's not the critic who counts; it is the man in the arena. Hey, Brendan. Hey, what's up? Uh, so, two weeks in a row, we have yet another guest, which is very exciting, and another former guest is here with us, Joe Reed. What's up, guys? Hey, Joe. I'm very excited to be back here. I feel like it, I've had summer house opinions building up inside me for so long. I know. I feel like you almost would have been our last guest pre-quarantine because oh, we were discussing right. it, remember? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, just before everything went crazy and I was just, I didn't feel like being outside of the house. So Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but actually I feel like this worked out because having you on an, an episode of Come Through Queen after a night of two hours of summer house content so much yeah for real it's perfect yes um, but we'll be getting to that uh before we get into like the all the shows that air this week we wanted to touch on some some stuff the atlanta trailer dropped last friday in the evening which was a little strange and it wasn't the usual like tuesday at 12 p.m right roll drop. out yeah right exactly. yeah, yeah yeah uh this was our first big glimpse at a virtual reunion Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got the, yeah, Summerhouse um, sort of gave us a little bit of a proof of concept last night, but. Yes. Yeah. Which, but I, I feel like they are going to be two completely different beasts. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Even just like, even if you just look at like the way everybody was dressed, not to like jump ahead to Summerhouse, but like, yeah. I was very, very happy that like Paige and Jules came through with like outfits yeah. and like mm-hmm. Hannah a little bit too. Um, and then everybody else was sort of like in their jammies, including Andy Cohen. But like yeah. Atlanta, they all showed up with hair and makeup and outfit and were like ready to go. Like Which I think that's actually a little bit of a controversy. I, I read on page six that 
it seems like some of the, the ladies might have had professional glam come oh. in. Without yeah, a doubt. They were definitely sure. tagging their glam people in their Instagram posts. I think it was, I want to say Kenya Portia. Yeah. And then Candy proudly did it herself. Yeah. <laughs> Candy is incredibly self-sufficient that way. Yeah. I mean, as we know, like Candy can do it all with her essentially about to win the mass singer. <laughs> oh, I see. And I had no idea this was going on until like literally last night somebody posted a video. Yeah. And good for her. Like I love that Candy is sort of conquering reality TV, like she with you know, Celebrity Big Brother yep. last mm-hmm. year, which I just loved her on. And yeah. I'm just, I, I, my default with Candy is always just like, I'm always so proud of her. <laughs> like, yeah. I genuinely just like really, really appreciate her. So yeah, good for her. For what sure. show do you think she'll take next? Oh God, I mean, she would have been a natural for this celebrity drag race thing. Like, That's true. Oh my God, yeah. And who and knows, could, she might pop up. Yeah, I mean, you never know. And I could, I could see the storyline being that just like, well, I'm so short and just like, I need to be like mm. statuesque or whatever. And like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Do. Uh, I think another big difference with Summer House in Atlanta is Bravo definitely put more money into setting up the Atlanta women. Oh, yeah. I was very surprised that Andy did a Summer House. Was this the first Summer House reunion? No. No, we had done? one other one two years I remember, ago. Was it you guys? I can't remember whether it was on a previous episode of this show that I was on or not. Yeah. But talking about how like Andy clearly d- didn't watch summer house in the early seasons and you could tell when like it came to like a watch what happens live episode after a summer house thing and yeah. he was just like very sort of like perfunctory going off of the talking points but like clearly was watching those clips for the first time like, yeah i mean i think even even he's invested now he's like he's he's waded his way in i i wonder if like he really is or he just has heard more of a buzz around Summer House this year? This has been the breakthrough year for Summer House, for sure, in terms mm-hmm. of, like, pop culture. I'm yeah. I'm seeing so many more people talking about it. Even just, like, within the last few weeks, I feel like it's been, like, a weird, like, quarantine breakthrough. I think this sure. is a lot of people who have been maybe, like, meaning to check this out or whatever, or just, I see a lot of, like, should I watch Summer House? Like, this kind of thing. Yeah. And I think it probably coincides with people being disillusioned with Vanderpump. I think one yeah. sort of one thousand percent goes down and the other one goes up. It yeah. has like the lightness that early Vanderpump had, where it was just like pure trash TV with like no yeah. stakes and just greatness. Um, but with the Atlanta reunion, they definitely sent them lighting. They definitely oh, sent them yes. camera equipment. The only people that they didn't send it to were Marlo and Tanya. And you can tell, like, in the shot of all of them on the screen. Poor Marlo, man. I mean, poor Tanya, too. Like, Tanya had a rough one this year. But, yeah. Marlo gets no respect. I know, like, basically, I've heard through the grapevine that there is, like, such institutional resistance to letting Marlo ever get a peach. Like, Mm -hmm. that she will forever be a friend of. Because, like, some of the higher-ups at Bravo just, like, don't like her. Yeah. And don't want her to be a housewife and like I get it and like I almost prefer it now now we've sort of gone past the point where like I want Marlo to be the greatest friend of of all time Mm -hmm. just like the total like ideal of what a friend of the housewife should be she's so fantastic and we do know that she's being taken care of like monetarily at least from Bravo Andy said that on an interview that he did randomly like with Candy for her web show Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, The last tidbit of Atlanta is that people have noticed that Cynthia Bailey has taken 
R-H-O-A out of her bio on Instagram. So that's interesting. Do we think that this is a thing where her fiance, whose name I can never remember. Mike Hill. Yes. um, Put his foot down and didn't want their their wedding to be part of the show. Like, I, I feel like this is a conflict we see a lot on the shows in Atlanta recently a lot is the husbands and the whatever boyfriends, fiances Mm -hmm. don't want to be on the show. Obviously this is a Tinsley thing too on on, on New York. He lives for the applause though. He's already on that other show. (laughs) That's true. And he's he's like the the show really likes him. It's not like the show has ever painted him in a poor light. I wonder more if it's like, she's finally going to just leave Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, right, of course, because she's been, yeah, she's uh, in LA now. Yeah. But it's exactly. like, everyone's always like, and I probably have said it before in the past, like, she should join Beverly Hills. But then it's like, you see the house they have out in LA, and you're like, mm, compared yeah. to all the other yeah. houses, it's bleak. Yeah. I just can't imagine that Cynthia would leave the show before she has her, like, a Cynthia wedding season would be like the Cynthia season. And I can't imagine she would walk away. Well, we've already had a Cynthia wedding season. True. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but this would be a better one. I don't know. I wonder if we did get that, would that be the first housewife who's gotten married on two separate occasions to two different men? Yeah, interesting. It might be. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, and also I don't watch OC, so maybe that's happened on OC. Mm. But... um, no. I mean, Vicky did a vow renewal and we were close to seeing her get married, but it didn't yeah. happen. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, let's dip over to Potomac where there's some uh, news like breaking this week, which is strange for like news that is not related to coronavirus to be occurring. Right, right. Um, but Potomac Two always- stories. Potomac always manages to have like big stories just taking over even when the show's not on. So simultaneously, uh, Ashley Darby and Giselle Bryant are having issues with their respective men. So to give you a little backstory, Giselle Bryant has two daughters with her, no, three daughters with her ex-husband, who's like a mega church pastor down in Atlanta. And they've been divorced for a long time. And they recently got back together. Um, maybe even since like the season kind of wrapped last mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Uh, it came out this week that he is a new father to another child of a different woman. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and it's his ninth child. Oh boy. In general. Yeah. Yeah. And he apparently has a history of having children with his, I guess, parishioners. Yeah. That's the <laughs> reputation you want. Yeah. Uh, so not a, not even a full 24 hours later, we learned that Ashley Darby, who, I mean, her relationship with Michael Darby on the show, they have had like cheating rumors and scandals, like essentially every season. There's yeah. actual videotape of him. Allegedly his, him. Allegedly him in his underwear, in a hotel room with another woman. Oh boy. Yeah. So. And the nail in the coffin in that one is like, then there's a, video of him out at a bar and he's drinking a corona and if you watch the show you know that ashley and michael like pretty exclusively drink coronas yeah. <laughs> like contractually like that's yes. the brand. yeah so i mean even though potomac was supposed to premiere uh last week 
or this yeah, week? just this past week uh they're they're delivering to us even in other ways so that's yeah exciting. i'm glad bravo is at least playing the smart and like holding certain shows yeah for later like some of these you know networks that just keep like plowing through with programming i don't quite understand it yeah and i mean like oc right now is maybe still filming i know they're definitely filming confessionals but a bunch of the oc women were together the other day and like got a lot of backlash obviously because you're not supposed to be together (laughs) but like i said people keep on telling on themselves um but i saw today that bronwyn posted that she's filming confessionals in her garage oh off of an iphone huh I, some of the, uh, this is, this was my thing before I saw the Atlanta trailer was I haven't really, I know a lot of people were really, have been really into watch what happens live remote episodes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And everybody's sort of like recording from their own home and, and there have been moments and stuff. I just, the, the production quality is so chintzy and bad. And I know it's people are doing the best that they can, but I just can't, it just bums me out to see you know, watch what happens live happening on Zoom, essentially. And I was worried that, like, an Atlanta reunion would really bum me out in that way and yeah. seeing mm-hmm. it sort of done on, you know, such a lo-fi way. But that trailer, Dan, you, we talked about this, like, that gives, gives me hope, for sure, yeah. that just, like, you know, that they might be able to pull this off. And certainly, it doesn't look like any of them are holding back in terms of, like, you know, arguing and and, you know, making moments and stuff. Yeah, playing the game. I'm I'm worried about this has been such a triumphant season for Portia and I was concerned that there's going to be a big Portia Eva blow up because I do love Eva mm-hmm. but um I want Portia to like come out of this reunion having because this is like probably been her best season ever just in terms of like she's been so fun she's been so sort of like you know been able to tackle her problems without seeming I don't know. It just feels like she's been the least damaged. <laughs> she's she's kind of been. the only thing worth watching on that show she's at this so moment. She's so funny it's... this year. She's so genuinely yeah. hilarious. Yeah, the only parts with her this season I haven't been wild about are like the Dennis like therapy sessions. Like anything right. Dennis adjacent, I'm, I'm right. not into. I like when she's like playing off of the other girls instead. Absolutely. She's been fantastic. She's been yeah. absolutely fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, so you mentioned Bravo being smart, holding back. A network that is not being so smart is VH1 rolling God, out no. three and a half hours of Drag Race content in one <laughs> night. Oh, uh, God. Now, I know you are uh, a Drag Race scholar. I was surprised to hear that you had not watched Celeb Drag Race the night it aired. I have been... So here's the thing. Yeah. I don't love this current season of Drag Race. I know everybody really loves it. Everybody's very high on season two. I think I've been sort of turned off by how sort of effusive the discourse about some of these, like, I'm just like, I don't get the Gigi Good thing. I don't, I haven't, I never Uh did. And the people were so like crazy for her those first few weeks. I was just like, whatever, whatever. And I kept loving the girls who kept going home. I love Rock'em Sakura. Mm -hmm. I loved Jan. And it was just like that week where Gigi beat Jan in the Madonna challenge, I was just like, fuck this season. I'm done. (laughs) I washed my hands of it. And so I think after 90 minutes of Drag Race, and like, I know I should stay away from Twitter, but I can't help it. Everybody on Twitter pisses me off during Drag Uh Race this year. And I was just like, I can't at this moment. I know everybody's flipping their lid over this episode with um, 
uh, Celebrity Drag Race. Yeah. And so I finally did watch it today. It's It was a great, it was a fantastic episode of television. I love all three of those women. Vanessa Williams is obviously fantastic, but like Tammy Roman has been my girl for like uh-huh. most of my life because she was on The Real World season two yeah. and is like a pioneer of reality programming and like mm-hmm. has like literally just like paved the way for an entire genre. I don't watch Basketball Wives, but like I have such a place in my heart for Tammy. Sure. And and then Lonnie Love was so fantastic. And just like it was Alyssa Edwards is there. Like I loved the whole thing. I thought it was fantastic. I know. I think like not only did I enjoy the celebs more for the second episode of Celebrity Drag Race, but the mix of the girls that they had being um Alyssa Edwards, Trinity the Tuck, and Asia. I thought that yeah. was a good combo. Yes, totally. I feel I feel like the first episode of Trixie, Bob, and Monet were too many like big drag race names. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And they're all, I mean, I guess Alyssa and Trinity and Asia are all sort of like pageanty. So, and, and, you know, so they're sort of fall in line too. Cause I was going to say Trixie and, and Bob and Monet are all, all like the same kind of Queens or like similar kind of Queens in terms of just like very attitude forward, very sort sure. of like snarky and like love that about them. But yeah. Um, sometimes a mix is best. Yeah. Uh, I do have to say, it seemed a little shocking to me that Vanessa Williams was the winner. Yes, except, okay, so here's my theory on that. Yeah. I think, A, every time one of those girls took her shoes off, they cut to the judges looking like skeptical. Mm. And I think Vanessa, I think at some point Vanessa took her shoes off too, but I don't mm-hmm. think they, sh- I think she like held it together the longest of all of mm-hmm. them. And I think the judges really um, appreciated that. And then I think all things being equal without any of the other two women being so head and shoulders above, yeah, we're going to give it to Vanessa Williams because she's yeah. Vanessa Williams. And exactly. Ultimately, you want to keep that relationship as yeah. you know sunny as possible. Can you hear an so ice cream fun. truck? I know it's I very it's very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> I know I see people sometimes on Twitter sort of like complaining about it because like you know whatever. I mean like ultimately it's it's a remembrance of when things were better. So. Well, yeah. Lewis Peitzman was tweeting about this exact truck because he lives two blocks away, so it's like funny that it came to my block. <laughs> wow, the rogue uh, ice cream truck. That's fantastic. Yeah, let's jump into the lake at. Camp Getaway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God, Camp Getaway. Uh, for season premiere, series premiere, what did you guys think of it? It reminded me so much of, I don't know if you ever watched Apres Ski. No, yeah. but that's an interesting callback, yeah. It reminded me of that because it's they're in similar situations where they kind of have to make things happen for these guests. It's like below yeah. deck in a lot of ways. I was going to say, it feels feels very below deck-ish, although I don't really watch very much of below deck, but it feels like that's the same kind of premise, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think like the prem- the addition of like a gay person, one single gay person reminded me of Apreski. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. A gay person who I have 13 mutual friends on Facebook with. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> uh, Where I, is I, he a go-go dancer at? He mentioned that in his little bio. He's oh, just like, yeah. I love how like everything is just like, I'm a realtor, I'm a yeah. go-go boy, I'm a whatever. <laughs> and it's just like, I also love, my favorite thing about, and maybe this is similar to, to Below Deck as well, but like, I love that their job is essentially just like, 
party with the guests. Just like make sure that the guests are having a good yeah. time and like whatever. Get what is the the mantra that the one guy, the owner, is like get them to yes. Get yes. them to yes. Um, which is such a like um team building, you know, bullshitty kind of a phrase, but like it gives you, it tells you exactly uh what the whole vibe of this place is. Yeah, um, I think it's less like that on Blow Deck. I don't think they're allowed to like get drunk with right. The they're not guests. like yeah, yeah cruise directors or anything like that, right? They're actually there to like serve them food and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a little while to get into it. Like the first forty minutes of the hour long program, I was like, I like I'm not yeah. interested in all these people who we are catering catering towards. Like the guy whose birthday it was. Oh, fully didn't care about that at all. Yeah, like this guy who can afford to bring like 40 of his friends out mm-hmm. to like rural Connecticut or whatever yeah. on these limo buses. Just like, I don't, I fine. Which I want to do by the way. Sure. <laughs> like if I could afford it, that'd be yeah. actually, no, no, I don't, I, I genuinely, I'm such not an outdoors person. I'm such uh-huh. an indoor kid. Yeah. I don't like anything. And I forced fun is not my thing. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I like the idea of going with a group you know, a big group of friends or whatever and like getting out of the city and whatnot. Yeah. But like, just let me chill in a cabin. You know sure. what I mean? Just let me like go at my own pace. I don't need yeah. to be like, oh, there's an activity. Oh, now there's a whatever. Now there's like a dance party, but like a dance party where the like, the employees are there to like hype up the crowd and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. But I think by the, like the last 20 minutes, I started to get invested in mostly the, the female employees yes. like neely bringing the cake out neely uh, i'm i'm very early. much in favor of poor neely getting chewed out for bringing the cake out early like that was her big scene you knew that that was such a if that wasn't a production directive that was like yeah um, i can't remember the name of the woman who got mad at her um claire like, claire yes yeah. mean old claire um yeah. If that wasn't the producers being like, hey, Claire, why don't you give her shit yeah. for that? Yeah. At least, it's at least Claire self-producing and that's the mark of a good reality show personality. Yeah. Is somebody mm-hmm. who's just like, here's my chance to you know, make a moment or whatever and that's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, I was interested. That girl with the boot on her foot I thought was a little tragic. In like, Randall, may- yeah. Yeah, maybe I was sort of drawing Sheena comparisons because of the boot, but like, because um, Sheena, didn't Sheena have a boot on it? Brandy Glanville. That's who I'm thinking of. Sorry, Gina adjacent. Right. Gina adjacent. Of yeah. course, yes, 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 very much. Um, but it was. I think they kept trying to be like, "Hey, maybe you could like find a boyfriend on this season." And she just <laughs> kept barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, the guy she was talking to who has a girlfriend was very cute. The guy who's like local, who like went to high school like down the road yeah. from this camp or whatever. Yeah, I thought was very cute. Yeah, but, yeah. I I think I'll like probably dip in and out when the time is right. Like, I'm not going to be, like, a loyal viewer quite yet, I would say. I feel like this is the kind of show that's probably going to blossom maybe in its second season, and I might wait to see if it gets a second season sure, before I right. really invest. Yeah. But I'll I'm, keep an eye on it. I think it's got potential. Yeah. I'm happy to have something to watch on Mondays. That's usually, like, a blank yeah. space for me. I yeah. still feel like Vanderpump should be on Mondays. Agree. Yeah. And Roni, like like Roni should be on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, Roni on Thursday is fully insane. Like it's a yeah. Thursday is Top Chef's night. Like I don't care what else is on that night. It's- yeah. Well, back in like season three, Roni was on Thursdays. Was it? Yeah, I remember. I, guess I like, forgot about that. Back but that was day. like a different time. You know? It was it really truly. Was. We were all very different people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with Vanderpump Rules, Beverly Hills, and Summer House. And we are back to discuss Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Now, Joe, I know you 
are a Vanderpump Rules person. So I'm curious. I am curious to see what you think of what's going on right now. I tried to be optimistic for as long as possible this season. I know there were a lot of people who like from the break were like, this season sucks. I hate the season. I was just like, no, no, obviously like I'm not going to cheerlead for the Jackson Brittany wedding. I think they're both pretty rotten people. And I hated sort of feeling like I was being forced to celebrate them and like everybody else, except for Sandoval, who I also hate. Mm. Um, seemed so determined to like not upset the apple cart and just yeah. like not upset Jack's not upset Brittany. And it's just like, why is the show handling these two objectively bad people with mm. such kid gloves? Um, and now since then it's moved on to this really depressing story with Stasi and Kristen and Katie, where it's yeah. just like, it do- it's not fun fighting. It, it's, it's, the kind of fighting where it's just like, oh, you guys are probably never going to be friends with Kristen again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Kristen. Ultimately, like my sympathies run to Kristen a lot, but I, it, it's, I'm a very Stasi positive person, and this season has really bummed me out about Stasi. I think she's just being so rigid with Kristen, and then this thing this week where she's just like, well, now I have a permission to be a complete insane psychopath yeah. with this wedding. I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to like this. I'm not going to like this at all. This is not the Stasi that I like. And yeah, it's a bummer. And I don't like the new people enough to make up for it. I do kind of like Dana. I'm very, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm Dana positive. I Obviously Max is a terrible person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brett's a huge whatever. I If you're big major, like, character point is that you want to fuck lisa vanderpump it's just like oh my god that's so tired at this point like it's so dumb and then these these sort of friend of girls annika (laughs) and the other one who doesn't know what pasta is charlie (laughs) i know some people are like sort of like enamored of them and that like they're completely insane and like interesting tv but like i think they're just just awful i don't know like i get where they're like you know the whole thing where like Danica having to take the breathalyzer is objectively like funny slash horrifying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Charlie's an insane person, but yeah. the only thing that's been keeping me going this season is the show finding new ways to just completely dump on Sheena, like from a production standpoint, <laughs> just like finding new ways to make her seem completely pathetic, like making it look like she's hitting on Stasi's little brother was a triumph as yeah. far as I can Chef say. kiss. Absolutely wonderful and perfect. I, I do um, think what, the reason Dana is working more than anyone is because like Dana Sheena scenes are so good. <laughs> like they're the perfect combo. <laughs> when Sheena truly thought she was going to ambush this poor girl with a psychic on her yeah. uh, birthday and Dana was just like, that's insane. Why did you do that? <laughs> and like completely busted her. I was... I was so happy. Um, I want to go back quickly to you talking about Stassi versus Kristen and Katie and the way Stassi's kind of like not budging. Someone posted in our Facebook group this clip from season two where Mm -hmm. it was Lindsay Schroeder who posted it, but it's this clip where Stassi and Kristen are fighting and they're basically having the same exact fight that they are having right now. But the difference is back then, Kristen actually did something to deserve this treatment from Stassi. Right Right. Right now, the worst thing that Kristen has done is like talk shit about her boyfriend to her friends, but still remain with him. Yeah. And I think the more we find out that like 
that Kristen and Bo were like established as friends before Bo and Stasi ever met. Mm-hmm. I I kind of and maybe I say this as like an eternally single person, but like I'm kind of with Kristen on this whole thing of just like, yeah, it kind of sucks that I had this friend and you two got together and now you've you've mandated that this guy just like not be my friend anymore because yeah. like because of this fight between Stasi and Kristen. And the other thing is, I think I would get it if I actually thought that Stasi had a genuine fear that Kristen was gonna fuck her boyfriend again, but I don't think that's a genuine fear. Yeah. I think that's just Stasi like dredging that up to like kind of kick Kristen in the shins again. And maybe Kristen deserves it for that, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Poor Kristen. I do yeah. love Kristen's Poor Kristen. house. I really love Kristen's house. Oh, it's, it's by gorgeous. far the best one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even though I fully still feel like, uh, is it Valley Village? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is a made up thing. Like that, I don't think that existed. <laughs> I fully, like people in yeah. LA proved me wrong, but like, I don't know. That just feels <laughs> very, very fake to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do have to say, now that the Jack's Britney wedding is over, I yes. like Jack's returning to the villain role. Yeah, thank God. Like the role he was born to play. Like, He never stopped playing it. That's the thing. It's just the show was like acknowledging it again. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, so who, what was it? Max that set up the clean the beach fundraiser, not even fundraiser, like the activity of let's clean the beach. Yeah. It was like them bringing, first of all, a bunch of uh, litter to the beach. Like they were day drinking and they were drinking like (laughs) babe rosé cans. So first they had to clean that stuff up after they were done with it and then like pick up a couple other things of litter on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Jack's furiously texting Max during this event. Yes. (laughs) Like, I don't like, I'm not going to drive four hours in a day to come to your thing. Like you're not coming to my pool party, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing, the worst thing that Jax has done this season is spend two full episodes around the wedding bitching about every single little expense as if he's actually the one paying for it. Oh, yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. we are not stupid. Like, we know you guys can't afford this. And you're, like, part-time bartending gig and, like, whatever the hell, you know, Britney's a hostess or whatever. Like, obviously, you guys can't afford this Kentucky mansion. You're not paying for this. Why... Why are we being asked? And it smacks of like Jax just being like, I know what will make me seem like sympathetic is if I'm like putting the, putting my foot down about, you know, spending too much at a wedding because, you know, grooms don't like to spend what the bride likes to spend or something. I I think that's the big difference between Vanderpump Rules and Summer House is that like you have to suspend so much disbelief for Vanderpump Rules. Whereas Summer House, like, I don't think you really have to suspend much disbelief the only thing you have to suspend in summer house is like some of these relationships are like obviously fake and like the first time these people are meeting each other is when they walk through the door but But also like some summer houses are like that i like that they allow the summer house people to conduct relationships with each other during the week which doesn't get captured on camera unless it's on social media and all of a sudden like carl and jules will come back after a week and just be like well, we hooked up over the yeah. you know, while we were back in the city, and then they have to deal with it from there. It makes it, it you know, treats the audience like the voyeurs we want to be, which yeah. is we know that it, we're not, you know, it's not going to be overly convenient. We're gonna, you know, piece through this or whatever and like figure out who did what off camera, and like yeah. it's fine. Just like catch us up, and we'll take it from here. So 
back to Jack's being awful. I, <laughs> yes. I don't get like this axe he has to grind with Ariana. Like he's always talking shit about Ariana, both on the show and like when he goes on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. Like this time he's like, oh, miserable Ariana. Like I don't want to deal with her. Uh, what's your take on like Ariana this? Cause, cause you're not a Sandoval person. Like, do you? I'm not a Sandoval person at all. Even when he's right, I, I hate that I agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite actually Stassi moment of the season was when she just like gave him what for at Tom Tom yeah. and called him an egotistical piece of shit. I was just like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Ariana, I go back and forth on. The thing I like about Ariana is she won't, in rare occasions, the wedding was kind of the exception, but she normally won't just, or no, wait, she was on, obviously she was on Sandoval's side, never mind. Yeah. She won't just go along to get along when it comes to mm-hmm. Jax. Like she won't just like brush aside his bad behavior just because it's the convenient thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the fact that she was the only person besides Katie to just be like, this cop prank is bad mm-hmm. and dumb. And, yeah. and wouldn't just like, you know, back down from that just because everybody else was, yeah. you know, whatever the popular thing was just to be like, oh, Randall, that was so funny. First of all, the more I see of Randall, the more <laughs> creepy and scummy he seems. And I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Um, the degree to which Randall seems to idolize Jax is unsettling. Oh my God. Psycho. It's yeah. so, so just like, oh my, you were so much better off camera. You were so much better as like the big papa of this show. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I love Lala, but like, I don't know. Oh god, this um, season's been her worst season. I don't love Lala anymore. Yeah. I used to love her. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone yeah. completely, I think. Was it the Raquel stuff that did it? It was that, but it's just like been her entire shtick this season. It's like she comes she thinks she's like the expert. The stuff that she was saying to Kristen when she called Kristen from Lisa's house oh, yeah. when everyone yeah. was at the engagement party. Yeah. The Raquel stuff, she looks so bad during the Raquel thing. Yeah. You can tell when like when the other characters are interviewing and they're just like la la like i think even in the room stassi was like what the fuck is yeah yeah Yeah. it was it was bad i think you're right i i don't love people seem to be like rallying around raquel this year and it's just like Mm. she's not a bad person i guess but just like she really just is just a (laughs) simple little lamb right and just (laughs) I don't know. Members of Dan's household are, rel- are rallying. Oh no, we Raquel in a big way. <laughs> we love we love Raquel in his house. I did yeah. love I did love the LVP Raquel interaction this week with the does like when she asked if Lisa wanted the a rose and then Lisa was like, does does the Pope have a balcony? <laughs> Which like that's not like a phrase. It really isn't a phrase, <laughs> but I like say. that Lisa was so elegant about it. Yeah. Does the Pope have a balcony? What was the thing that Raquel ordered uh, at the restaurant the one time? Oh, a cheeseburger with cheese, please. With cheese! That was <laughs> I did appreciate that. That was wonderful. Uh, uh, this all took place when Lisa was allowing James to start working at Sir again. Right. Which, right. while I was watching this, I was like, wait a minute. The whole reason he couldn't be working at Sir is because like all those people didn't that right. like Katie and so right. and so. They it wasn't like them. a sobriety was a condition of yeah. anything. It was that he had made harassing comments mm. to Katie. Yeah. And and the people that didn't want him working there don't work there anymore. So right. like, right. he right. can work there now. <laughs> yeah. I saw the someone on James Twitter. Thing. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the whole James thing is another thing where like, I get 
like, you know, people who want to change their lives and turn their lives around, that's great. And that's fine or whatever. But like James is another person. It's just like, I don't want to feel like I need to like support James to be, (laughs) you know, a good and responsible person. Like he's a piece of shit too. Like he's, you know, he's a bad egg. Yeah. Brendan, what were you going to say? Oh, just like, I've heard people on Twitter being like, James is actually enjoyable to watch this year, but he doesn't get any scenes with anyone. But then like Jax is awful, awful, awful. And he's in every scene with everyone. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like absolutely. The fact that Jax has these like longstanding relationships with like people who are oftentimes, even somebody like Kristen who like will, you know, spar with Jax with the best of him is essentially a Jax apologist. Sandoval's a Jax apologist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stasi way too often is a Jax apologist. It's just, it's... Yeah, whenever Stasi... It's kind of weird, like, that Stasi has kept a friendship with, like, Jax and Brittany. It just doesn't fit to me. Yeah. No. no. But Brittany's one of these people, too, where, like, they all, like, can't Ugh. say enough about what a wonderful person Brittany is. And I've never seen it. I don't... And she's the worst understand. of them all, I think. She's mm. so, yes, she's absolutely terrible. Because yeah. she's almost like a lot of parts of her is, are as vile as Jack's, but she just like wraps it in a sweet Southern accent. Mm. <laughs> yes. Here's the thing that I thought too during the whole like wedding storyline, not to like continuously bring us back to the past with the show, but like it really felt like that sometimes I get the sense with some of these, you know, brides to be on reality TV that they're just so bound and determined. It's the win thing. They're so bound and determined mm. to have this wedding, to have this moment or whatever. And then now that she's done it, either she's going to have a kid, which is going to yeah. be the next thing that she's going to like power through or like they're going to break up because like she's already, the wedding's already happened. Like, yeah. you know, she's mm-hmm. had her moment. She's had her big Kentucky castle moment. Mm-hmm. You know, either Jax is going to, be the father of her children and she'll be like clamped down to him for life or mm. uh you know they'll break up within a couple of years and there'll be one yeah. or two i don't know uh the one other big thing this episode w- was the james may pop-up event <laughs> which is <laughs> where we got that crazy fight between sheena and brett over like filming additional scenes and then brett not wanting to film more scenes yeah I like uh, the fact that Vanderpump pulls us behind the curtain on stuff like that. I like yeah. the fact that Vanderpump is aware that it's a television show. It mm-hmm. has been from the very beginning. Sure. One of my all-time greatest Vanderpump scenes is when Lisa and her housewives ladies were yeah. having a meal or whatever oh at Sir, and all the Vanderpump kids were like peeking out the window or peeking out the door of the kitchen yeah. at them and like just watching the sausage get made i thought that was so like indicative of what kind of a show vanderpump is yeah but so yeah that was fun and interesting yeah okay let's jump over to real housewives of beverly hills let's how are you feeling about this new season i love it I'm I'm so almost immediately that season premiere, I'm just like, I'm back in. We, you know, I love Lisa Vanderpump, but I think that was a dark cloud hanging over the show for at least two seasons. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was never an Erica person, really. Yeah. And I'm liking Erica so much more this season already. Yeah. Um, I'm liking Teddy more this season. I'm weirdly like on her side about this whole Okay, you know, if you don't want to come to the event, don't come to the event. Everybody took that so weirdly like i yeah. you know i thought garcelle was the one who took it the best but she's just mm-hmm. like okay i won't come 
Yeah. And it was fine. Like, it was totally fine. I think Dorit's a monster. <laughs> um, that whole thing where, like, when Kyle saw the social media posts where she was, like, late to the event because she was taking, like, glamour oh. shots or whatever mm-hmm. in her dumb little shih tzu ponytail or whatever, I thought <laughs> Kyle had her dead to rights. I cannot get enough of Dorit. I'm team Dorit on this one. <laughs> team Dorit. She has a life. Uh, she, yes, yes. Clearly, she has a life. Oh I God. think what's happening with Kyle is Kyle is, there's no longer the shadow of Lisa Vanderpump. So yeah. when Kyle's behaving badly and trying to stir shit up, it's you see it more. Yeah. And I feel like you saw it in a big way with that Teddy stuff. Do I mean, not Teddy, think this the is- Dorit stuff. Do we think this is Kyle trying to stir shit up or do we think this is Kyle never quite being on Team Dorit and this is sort of like that kind of coming out? I think maybe both. both I think yeah. we're seeing Team, I mean, season one Kyle again a little, a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I, that makes I, sense. I think just in general, like this season, every episode I'm like thinking like, is this going to be the boring episode? And there's not been a boring episode. No. I do kind of dread what's coming down the road. So here's what I find interesting. The whole Denise thing is obviously going to be like, maybe tough to watch. I don't love what seems to be like, everybody is going to pile on Denise. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. But what I find fascinating is from the very first episode of this season, you're watching the show completely recalibrate how we are meant to see Denise mm-hmm. like as an audience where like Denise was obviously like the sweetheart of last season everybody loved her she was the new presence she was yeah. so much fun in like interviews and whatever and already this season that very first episode we watched her send that drink back yeah. at New York in New York to like and was kind of rude to that waiter mm-hmm. and we would have never seen anything like that in the first season yeah. we saw her husband go off on his weird like <laughs> chemtrails obsession or whatever the fuck was mm-hmm. going on about like he's got weird you know the government's trying to like shut him mm-hmm. down or whatever and then what uh um oh, what was it oh this week we get the flashback to her wedding which was filmed and presented to us so lovingly so positively last yeah. season now all of a sudden denise is late to her own wedding she's mm-hmm. a flake like blah, blah 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 it's just like oh we're absolutely being asked to like completely reinterpret Denise yeah. because of what's coming down the road. And I find that so fascinating to watch. Also the dinner, and this might be jumping ahead, the dinner at her house when she was fine talking about her husband's penis. And then right. the right. moment they start talking about lesbians, she has a problem with it happening in front of her kids. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. All of a sudden I think we're seeing a lot more of uh, the negative side of Denise for sure. Also though, like, don't have your kids around when you're filming with these yeah. women. Like you, un- like, you know where these kinds of conversations go. Like, that to me was kind of insane. And it ruined a very good idea of hers, which was the Sunday bar. And, yeah, you know, I wanted her to get more credit for that. <laughs> um, Teddy's Can we talk event. about Sutton, though? Please talk to me yes. about Sutton. <laughs> Sutton. Sutton rolling up to that event for Teddy. <sighs> crying Sutton is like that was so intentional too that was very much like i'm gonna cry to like build like take the advantage of the situation i think i don't think she's that good of an actress i don't know if that's good of an actress but i think she's like i think she's a psychopath like i think she's absolutely like oh like pathological i don't know i think she's been a really interesting addition to the show but i think she's like contemptible i genuinely kind of do yeah. I mean, to me, she's like the seasoning that this show has missed 
like the yeah. salt and the pepper. Like it's been like a plain dish for years. And now we got <laughs> yes. like something going on, you know? Well, I love that now that we've got somebody who Erica can side eye that yeah. doesn't, like Erica com- constantly trying to take down Vanderpump always annoyed me because it felt so, um, like she was on a mission. She was mm. just going to like take Lisa down and like rest this show yeah. away from her. And like now it's just like, oh yeah, you genuinely, like you are not a personality who is equipped to appreciate Sutton on yeah. like any level. So I like the fact that Erica is just like free to side eye her as much as possible. Yeah. And that's been fantastic. Meanwhile, Rinna is totally in that woman's hip pocket. And Rinna has seemed insane this season in her reactions to things mm-hmm. and the way she's like, I genuinely, there's a there's a dark cloud over Rinna a little bit. Like I don't, something's, I don't even think it's that something's going on. I don't to, know. To me, I feel like she is relishing in the fact that like other people on the show are willing to like, act like behave badly like, like any, get messy yeah, yeah like anytime like Sutton is something bad like Ren is gonna stir it up a little bit you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it does unsettle me that we're we seem to be from like the trailers and whatnot that it seems like she's gonna throw uh Denise under the bus mm-hmm. and that's one of those things where like they've had like a long-standing friendship and like it bums me out that for the sake of this show that Lisa is just gonna like so freely throw Denise under the bus. And we haven't seen it yet. So like maybe there's other stuff going on, but. I mean, it's a job. You gotta do what you gotta do. I guess. And I like, I do respect that. I, this is always sort of my thing with the housewives is I have to maintain that balance between respecting the fact that it's a job and like somebody like Kenya Moore is a perfect example of that where it's just like, she's doing the job that she needs to do. But I also at the same time think she's awful. And I think it's that dichotomy with Lisa Renna too, where it's just like, you're doing the job that you are here to do. And I totally respect that. But on the other hand, like there's, you know, there's some shitty aspects of you. Garcelle was on Watch Happens Live, right? And she said that like, she's known Renna for how many years, 20 or so years. And doing this show, she saw a completely new Lisa Renna as far as like Lisa acts completely differently on the show than she does. I believe it too. Yeah. I totally believe it. Garcelle's fantastic, by the way. I oh, yeah. love her. God, I like I usually hate scenes with people's families, but I was Me like too. loving her scenes with her sons. Her sons were so adorable. I yeah. thought that scene was so fantastic and so nice. And every little like tidbit we see about we hear about Garcelle's life when she like, you know, tells little like bits of her story about her divorce or whatever. It's just like mm-hmm. it all makes me like her more. I, you know, it's yeah. interesting that like all of a sudden now she's the new Denise, right? She's the the new housewife who we totally love. Sure. Mm-hmm. Brendan, how did you feel about the fact that Rena could only handle your alma mater for five days? Loved that. Shout out. <laughs> um, it's also like typical, very West Coast way to react to my alma mater, I must say. I feel like there were a lot of people from across the country who stayed either a semester or a year and then got the fuck out. Sure, and I and I call Verna West Coast when I mean like Washington or Oregon or wherever she's from. <laughs> West Coast, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I did love when Dorit was on her way out. Jagger crying. Why did you commit to it? Like after she tried to explain <laughs> why she was <laughs> why she was going, <laughs> baby, oh. I committed to it. Why oh did you God. commit to it? 
Did you catch everyone calling um, Denise's house cute? That oh my God, like yes, read. I love it. Absolutely. Well, and even when they all like, who does, was it Kyle who made the like side eye comment about the, the ice sculpture? And I was just like, oh, th- I'm not only like kind of rude about that, but also an, a sort of a backhanded way of being like, oh, this sculpture is way too fancy for this modest little house. And I was just like, okay. I, do, I didn't get like what Kyle was trying to achieve in her dragging of the party you you're making a big deal of her like putting an effort into the party but then right. if she didn't put an effort into it she'd be it'd be like a new jersey housewives like here are the amazon boxes like right right oh know. totally totally mm-hmm. i do feel like that party was a little bit in like the squishy middle between fancy and like because it initially seemed like where she's like it's on the grass don't wear your heels yeah it's wood fire pizza and um and Sunday bar. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so super casual. And yet, like, it's still this like long dining table out sure. on the lawn or whatever with like assigned seating and stuff like that. So it was, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, I'm not going to send Denise to jail for having a party that's neither fish nor fowl, but it was yeah. a little, little in the middle. This is typical Kyle, though. She's like, she pulls, like, she throws these remarks around and she's the one who's like at her house hosting parties with like a charcuterie board that's a, literally a table. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, Kyle puts on airs with the best of them, for sure. Mm-hmm. For absolutely, for sure. Yeah. What did you guys think of her snapping at Rinna for bringing up, you know, oh, you didn't defend me for Kim, to, to Kim? I mean, Rinna was asking for it. Thank you. That's what I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like, don't, like, you know the sister is an exception to that rule. You know that you can't hold it against Kyle for not defending you yeah. to her sister. Like, but, but, like, at the same time, I'm so glad Renna did it because, like, she knows that's the thing that will, like... But it also also shows Kyle to me that, like, Renna has not let go of that. Like, Renna will never let go of Kyle, of uh, Kim Richards. That is, like, that is the one thing about Renna that, like, I don't know what she's thinking, like... It's yeah. always such a bad look for her when she dives back into the Rena Kim Richards fight. I, I do know. feel like it reminds me that like I do think for as theatrical as that bunny moment was on the reunion, yeah. I genuinely think it hurt Rena that that mm. that Kim did that. Yeah. But it helps the rest of us. I mean, that bunny was in a <laughs> oh, yeah. display case at the museum at BravoCon <laughs> with a video of Lisa Renna crying behind it. Yeah. That single tear. That's a, my favorite thing about that moment when I go back to watch it again is fucking Sassoon, whatever the hell. <laughs> Eden Sassoon gets like one of the big reaction shot. Like they cut to Eden's face and it's like, you will always forever live on in our history yeah. because of that moment. Because you got to be a reaction shot in that moment. God, yeah. Kim Richards made some good fucking TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad she's not on. I'm glad she's not on TV anymore because, and we'll get into this when we talk about New York, but like certain storylines, I think ultimately we reach a point where like you shouldn't be on television yeah. anymore. And that's good and well that she's not, but yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to the big event this week, <laughs> which is the Summer House finale, followed by the one-hour Watch Rebels Live Summer House reunion. I went and grabbed myself some oh boy. Lover Boy in order to, you know, digest this two-hour marathon. Supporting the team. All right. Yeah. Uh, have you had the chance to get your hands on some Lover Boy, Joe? Oh no, I haven't. Yeah. What does it uh, taste like? I have to like Jeez. I've said it I've said it before and I'm going to say it again this is not a, a sponsorship but just like <laughs> it's so much better than you would expect from Good. them I think 
I'm happy for them. What is uh-huh. it like? Is it like flavored? It's like flavored alcoholic seltzer. It's like tea. Uh, well, no, it, it's a tea rather than a seltzer. Oh, it's a tea. I yeah, see. yeah, yeah. Okay. But it, but to me, it's like I feel like this could easily go in so many directions. So it's like a sugar-free drink, uh, and normally like a diet Coke or a diet Pepsi like tastes medicine-y to me. This doesn't uh, taste medicine-y, medicine-y right. to me. And like, yeah. it's like, not, those flavors are not too strong. Like, it's not like hitting you over the head with the peach right. flavor, so. I'm gonna try it out. I'm gonna yeah. test it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Summerhouse, have you been like following along from the beginning? Did you jump in like? I jumped in at some point, maybe towards the end of the second season. But like okay. once I, I didn't start really watching full time until after, the twins were gone yeah. and the gay mm-hmm. guy was gone yep. and um, Everett was gone. Sure. So I mostly started in earnest with like, it must've been the beginning of last season. This is the fourth season. Yeah. Just ended. Yeah. So like, I guess I started in earnest with like Paige and Hannah joining the show, but like what I knew like, what was going on. I knew the general gist of yeah. Kyle and Carl and that whole kind of thing. And I will say people, there's been people who've been asking us and people have been saying they can't quite get into summer house. I think starting from the beginning and pro tip, I know Dan's not necessarily all about skipping around, but pro tip start when Paige and Hannah join yeah. and mm. you will love it. You'll be fine. You'll be, t- you're, you, you won't miss out much. They'll flash back to anything pertinent um yeah. that carl did <laughs> genuinely generally the flashbacks are just like here's what carl got up to in season two when he like yeah. you know was a fuck boy this time and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i officially joined during season two alex would watch season one and i would like half pay attention in the background right uh but season two is where i like fully got in and i haven't looked back I, yeah I'm, I'm i'm happy that the show has blossomed for sure um I like the fact that I can dislike some of the people, but still enjoy sort of the process of watching them. Sure. I think Kyle and Amanda are very difficult to watch, even Mm. when like things aren't necessarily even going all that poorly for them. Like you could say that they ended the season strong as a couple, but like Mm -hmm. clearly Amanda is not a happy person. (laughs) Like clearly Amanda is not happy with where she's at in her life at some point. Like, um, and Kyle's such a doofus, man. <laughs> he really is. Well, we know you are a Carl super fan. I am. Even, like, yes. <laughs> Which is not to, like, whatever, like, forgive him of his trespasses. But, like, uh-huh. what a just fascinatingly tall and also, <laughs> like, mischievous person he is. I don't know. It's just, like, he's such a type. Uh-huh. in so many different ways and like genuinely probably a type you wouldn't want to know in real life and yet like he just dives headfirst like the fact that he was so completely thrown for a loop by this Barry's instructor mm-hmm. um for basically the whole season that's why he got into the fight with yeah. Luke that's mm-hmm. why he got so mad at like fully two or three different weekend parties sure. at the house. It was just like, what's up with Carl? Oh, right. He's mad because Sarah or whatever the hell yeah. her name is, like didn't show. And it's just like how he could be so completely like thrown by this person. And that's not even getting into the whole relationship with Lindsay, which was like such a horrible idea to begin with. Yeah. Um, that's like two hurricanes, just like meeting, you know, 
over the Hamptons and causing huge destruction. I did love the fun fact we learned this week that both Lindsay and Carl's exes are now a couple. I know, yeah. wild. <laughs> like, I could only imagine what, they ha- what that couple has to talk about in terms of yeah. uh, our, our Carl and Lindsay. Do you think I they also watch loved- the show? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, they probably do. I yeah. would. You know what I mean? At least just out of morbid curiosity. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that if you started watching it on this season, you would never know that Paige and Carl spent all of last season hooking up because Paige mm-hmm. is like could not be more over it. Like yeah. and like and not even in a like resentful way, but just like she's fully moved past her Carl phase. Sure. And in many ways, it's a you know it's a rite of passage on the show for everybody except Hannah. Yeah. And Amanda, I guess. Until they reminded until they reminded us, like I forgot about the whole Paige and Carl thing. Yeah. And that was like most of last season. Yeah. It's so wild to think about because like Paige is so beyond that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Carl's Absolutely. doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Paige is completely defying one of my um constant Bravo Liberty bugaboos, which is the person who was on the show and in a relationship with somebody who's not on the show and doesn't want to be on the show. And yet like, she's completely like doing fine with it. She's not annoying about it. She's like, she seems incredibly level-headed in the same way that like she was with all of these like attempts to get her and Hannah to fight. Mm -hmm. She was just like, no, Hannah and I are just going to like talk about this amongst ourselves and be fine. And they were like, I kind of love that. Yeah. It's interesting how some relationships like we can deal with not really seeing like their partner that much, like a Harry Hamlin or a Tom Girardi. Like we right. rarely see either of them. Right. But then like sometimes it's annoying when the other person is not involved, you know? Yeah. Right. This is my Tinsley thing when we talk yeah. about New York. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, Paige seems fantastic. Hannah seems messier than Paige, but I like her. Like I think at a, you know, on some level, it's just like, I just like Hannah. I want the best for her. And even when she's like fucking up, but yeah. I mean, she is such a mess, and like she's also a messy drunk. Like when she is uh, drunk on the show, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's For like sure. a, a it's a, another side of Hannah. But I do think like Paige elevates Hannah to some degree. Yeah, like their friendship. Okay. Here's my question for you guys, because you guys are like clearly the experts. Yeah. What do we think the filming mandates are for a show like Summer House? Because like half of the time, probably like two thirds of the time, they're being filmed in a gen, you know, in a traditional way, camera crews and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like at some point, it seems like the camera crews go home and the rest of like the evening's activities are viewed through those like bedroom cams, right? Where they go to like four quad or oh, whatever. Yeah. 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 And I think that's in that's an interesting way that like this show sets itself apart from all these other shows because all these other shows they've all got their own houses they're all in their separate quarters and i think summer house is the closest thing to old real world not like old old real world where like they actually like had conversations about things but like we're like they're all living in a house they all have to learn like the whole thing where like carl tried to kick jules and uh jordan out of the house i was like this is classic real world stuff where it's just like you are ruining this experience for everybody we don't want you living here. And it's just like, oh, right. This is a completely artificial living environment, which mm-hmm. makes it fascinating to me. Yeah. I do think um, that the show benefits from like that unique 
having like the cameras in the corners. Yeah. Uh, and especially this season, the pantry, they didn't know that they were being filmed in the pantry. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I know. And then fun. like Kyle and Amanda went to the closet and I even think like the living room has cameras set up. So when you see them having their dance parties, that's yeah. not camera crew. That is yeah. cam- set cameras. Right. And they like do it because they want more screen time. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. We also learned from uh, Lucy who did Simmer House she got the floor plans from the realtor because that, that the property is actually for sale. It's like been listed for sale for months and months. Ah. Uh, and there's like a whole floor we don't see. So we're like certain that production like operates out of the basement. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That was always the thing on the real world is they would have these like yeah. four story, whatever, like apartment buildings mm-hmm. and production would just like take an entire floor. Sure. Mm-hmm. That they weren't allowed to go on. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I think like they could scrap together something this summer. Yeah, it's very possible. Because like if they all quarantine for two like two weeks without seeing anyone, and then just get to the house, then they could yeah. all be together and film. And we'll and they it. would, but they would have to stay there during the week. Yeah. like that would be the quirk of that of like summer house quarantine season. And that would be amazing. Yes, that would be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. But do you think after this is over, we'll want shows about it? Yes. Yes. I no. I think I'm with Brendan in this. I don't think I don't want when all this is over. I don't want to be reminded of it on all the television that uh, that we're gonna get. I think that's probably true. But I do appreciate the fact that some shows would be able to film during yeah. restricted you know times but the thing is is like it being over isn't going to be like a light switch and like it's over like, right oh no we're going to have to like gradually like bend yeah over, crawl back. so so like i'm just so curious to see like what they would be able to put together mm-hmm. in yeah. these times and like mm-hmm. i want i want it to be these people like these people have been bringing me so much joy during yeah. quarantine on like some yeah. of the other shows like yeah i'm just like excited well to you look house. at something like a show like vanderpump with like yeah. being so centered around the restaurant industry mm-hmm. like that's going to be a hard one to come back from yeah yeah i mean oh yeah and they like film during the summer in la yeah 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 hmm. we're not gonna have we're not gonna have a vanderpump rules pride episode next season <laughs> yeah oh my god what will we do what will the straight people do what will tom <laughs> sandoval do without being able to turn himself into the honorary straight uh honoree of the pride parade uh okay some some things from the finale i wanted to just bring up and point out Please so Lindsay goes from crying in the pantry about like getting decimated by Paige. <gasps> decimated truly (laughs) that was such a moment like so she goes from that to getting ready to go i don't know if they go out this night or they just start hanging out in the house but Lindsay goes and like kisses hannah's naked boob all on the same (laughs) night (laughs) was that the same night that the boys no that couldn't have been that the boys got the tarot reader oh yeah that's the next that's that's the the next night Yeah, yeah 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 Truly a wild occasion too. And that um, that Amanda gets so angry at Luke for just literally for just like not telling a like good enough story about yeah. the tarot reader. Yeah. God, like what a mean drunk she was uh, in that moment. Huh? Yeah. Uh, well, you could just tell like sometimes when you just like, when you don't like someone and so every single thing that they do mm-hmm. pisses you off, that's where Amanda is with Luke. And like yeah. on one level, I get it. But on another level, it's just like, oh God, you are... 
<laughs> you are not making yourself look great at this mm-hmm. moment. Amanda. Well, it was it was interesting because like we haven't really seen a bridezilla-ish Amanda, but I feel like this right. night she like took as like this is my night. Right. Like mm-hmm. when they're when they're at that dinner, that girls' dinner, and like she gets annoyed with Hannah for like yeah taking the attention in any way. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that weird little like backhanded thing about um that she said to Hannah. I was just like, wow, that is like shocking in its cruelty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was shocked that like her smashing the lover boy tower was not about <laughs> Kyle, like we were led to believe. Luke. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Amazing. I thought Kyle was, for all his faults in that moment, playing it pretty okay compared to how he usually acts it was a good episode for kyle overall, yeah i will say i mean he between was... that and like his little pep talk for carl, carl i know mm-hmm. yeah uh besides that we well jules and and carl hook up one night and then it spills over into carl and danielle hooking up during the chromatica party God, yeah danielle. <laughs> carl really seemed to try to sell jules and by by that uh, token us yeah on the idea that he and danielle are like otp kind of like that he and danielle like have something real there and it's just like okay like, it feels like such a like this is my last resort sort of yes relationship yeah, it feels slash like, hookup. like carl and danielle made a marriage pact that, yeah like if we're still single at the end of season four yes <laughs> um Poor. The other thing about Carl, not to like completely always bring it back to his his anatomy, but like the yeah. show really does. We're like, I know so much more about Carl's actual physical body from mm. the show. Like the thing with like him and Luke in that weird argument where he's just like grow some balls and he's just mm-hmm. like, I've got three. And it's just like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> but also like, that's a wow. weird thing to mention. And the thing where he just like, just tells Jules that, Danielle was rubbing up on his penis from outside of his yeah. shorts. I was just like, that is truly straightforward. Um, <laughs> How about and Jules? so many the episodes of him just like with his like thighs splayed out to the world. It's, mm. God bless. This is oh also God. the butsiest show on television and I love it. I think I've mentioned yeah. that on the show before. Oh, definitely. True. Um, how about Jules saying that she would be down to have a threesome this weekend, but not with Danielle? I know. <laughs> Who do you think she would have of the Summer House people? Paige. 1,000% yeah. mm. Paige. Oh, because she yeah. loves Paige. Yeah. She was single yeah. white femaling Paige at the beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think that Paige would, it would be possible for Paige to have a mini Paige because Paige is also pretty yeah. petite, but like Jules would, would work. No, it's very, uh, that music video of Ariana Grande, uh, the breakup with your girlfriend thing where she has like the, the doppelganger like <laughs> like that's jules like they are two little ariana doppelgangers in their own yeah life. it's true it's definitely and you should do a thing with that doppelganger in our midst mm. with um what's her name whose career was natalia ruined. kills yeah and yeah. photoshop jewel or photoshop <laughs> page's face onto her okay uh i guess he i mean it's just like the big end of your party. It was strange. Like, I don't think we've ever ended a season in the midst of a party. It's usually like the next day we're kind of just like wrapping it up and like hugging each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Well, it didn't feel like we ended like, cause last season ended with the engagement, obviously. Mm -hmm. So there was like a huge button to put on the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't really an event that wrapped up the season beyond just like, Oh, it's their end of the summer Mm -hmm. party or whatever. Yeah. They all just Um, got naked and jumped in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. I suppose. 
Yeah. It was a weird theme, right? It was sort of like a slapdashy kind of theme, like futuristic sort of, but like, yeah. you know, nothing too, you know, strong. I don't mm-hmm. know. Their parties always seem very chaotic. And like, who are all these other people? Yeah. I really want to know. We need to find someone who's been at one of those parties. And it shouldn't them. be that hard, right? Like, like we we're someone. we're not really interested in like interviewing the stars of these shows no, that much. But like, I would I would love to interview an attendee of a summer house party. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah. Well, sure. If anyone knows anyone, let's start putting let's start signaling out. Sure. And then we'll tweet or something. Yeah. Good idea. Okay. Uh, so we didn't get a reunion at all last year, and now we're back the very first Bravo virtual reunion. Yeah, it was an interesting, uh, almost like a test case, yeah. right? Where, mm-hmm. you know, they were all, as I mentioned, some of them were dressed up, some of them were not dressed up. Kyle at one point just leaves the frame to like go to the bathroom or something. Yeah. Like all of a sudden <laughs> he's just like pieces out for like a segment. And like, and it's so funny because like the reunions on Bravo, like the walkout has become such a like, mm notable thing and this one because it's on zoom or whatever that kyle just like casually walks out while somebody else is like you know bitching about him and it's fine whatever yeah i mean Paige was only the only real one that understood the assignment as far as like dressing the part sure. she was like i know what a zoom looks like and i'm going to use that to my advantage so yes the detailing on her dress was all up here yeah Smart yes right woman. hannah's dress hannah's dress was almost completely out of frame the whole time and it seemed like it looked cute but you wouldn't know because mm-hmm. like you're not going to see from you know you know the bus line down and sure. jules looked great but she also was like looked like she was in a hostage situation against like- jules didn't have the lighting she had you know she dressed up and again good but yeah the lighting was not on her side well, she looked like she was in a hallway <laughs> <laughs> yeah like um, against her bathroom door yeah exactly also they they made mention of where everybody was and I didn't catch it with everybody but like mm. hannah's fully just like still in the hamptons like with her family there yeah shelter Shelter island Island. yeah Yeah. uh so we i was so convinced that hannah and luke were together present day i thought so too i was surprised that they uh that they were not yeah because they had that whole thing on instagram where dolores from new jersey was like hitting on luke in the comments of an instagram post and then hannah like jokingly replied yeah Oh, that's interesting. Plus, I had thought I had heard that Hannah and Luke were like feuding with Carl and Jules via like Instagram comments or whatever. I think they were at, I think they were like last week or something. Okay. Everyone's fighting last week. Yeah. (laughs) We're all cooped up and angry (laughs) at each other. It's totally, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I mean, Kyle, like from, from having a great episode to just like stepping in shit during the first 10 minutes with Andy. What did he say? Like, like the thing about learning to live with someone during yeah. quarantine. Oh yes, about how it was hard living with Amanda and Andy. Totally called. Oh, him he, he said, "I wouldn't wish this upon anybody." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the sentiment was like correct. It has been an adjustment to sure to like get used to this, but like yeah. the, the use of words was just like well, psycho. I think he like he didn't explain it well, like. The yeah. two of them are together 24-7, but also working 24-7. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, for in comparison, like, Alex and I barely interact 
yeah. during the day. So it's yeah. like, it's, it doesn't feel that different from Well, our and it's also not a tossed off lighthearted comment when it's coming from somebody who has in the past season been yeah. like, I don't want to be engaged to you. Like, sure. has been like so overtly mean to her at times. Yeah. Summer should be fun, Amanda, not fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's so, such a good line. I know. Sorry, his delivery of it is so good. It's so it good. It really is. It will live forever. So we learned Carl has been sober since the start of quarantine, which is an interesting revelation with him like working for the Loverboy brand. Yeah. Right. That was the subtext of a lot of his and Kyle's sort of conversation where Kyle was just like, you got to shape up, like you Mm got to pull your shit together. Yeah. Which is true. Kyle, Carl had a lot of bad, like, God, that fucking murder mystery party. Oh, my God. It was so cringy. Like, it really seemed like at any point he was going to go off on these poor people who were just, like, yeah. running the dumb murder mystery party for, you know, your group. And it was it like, kept on showing him, like, having uh, old fashions yeah. and ordering more old fashions wild. It's just, like, pouring battery acid down your throat. I swear to God. <laughs> like, truly. Uh we got something that I don't think we were expecting the whole Jules versus Luke thing. Yeah. That was a little bit of a surprise, wasn't it? Yeah. It explains a lot. It explains, you know, why those, you know, the girls in the house got so whipped up about Luke. I think they were all just sort of like feeding on each other's animosity towards him. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do we think about Luke? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? I'm very much on the fence. I think he's like one of those, like, quote-unquote nice guys who's secretly like awful sometimes i think that sometimes i think just like oh you're just like you're just a straight guy like you know a lot of the things that annoy me about you annoy me about like a lot of straight guys so like whatever um for me I don't part really... of me is just like he and hannah should be able to have their fun as long yeah. as hannah's you know hannah never seemed to be too overly pressed about things so that was fine for me i feel like the show has had trouble finding a third straight guy that works uh, for seasons. And I feel like yeah. Luke has worked more than Amit and Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll take him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the thorough drubbing of Jordan this season oh was my God. quite the oh storyline. We've still never gotten to the bottom of him, though. That's going to frustrate me, I feel like. We've I... never quite gotten to what is the pathology at the root of Jordan. Well, that's why like, I was so disappointed we did get a reunion last year because I was like, waiting for the reunion for like the Jordan confrontation. Yeah. And now this reunion, he's not there and we're kind of just like making fun of him. Right. So we're, we really don't have any answers. We don't. We're going to be left in the dark about Jordan. Yeah. Uh, and then we kind of just ended it with like Lindsay activating and quoting Brene Brown. <laughs> I wrote that down. What did she say? I wrote it down. She I don't said, even know. I am in the arena. <laughs> it's like, and, and in one way that sounds insane but in another way like when Lindsay's around it does sometimes seem like that it seems yeah. like she's like she's in the arena she's right she's got the you know she's got her pads on she's ready to fight she's a fucking american gladiator she truly is <laughs> she's, she's a good she's the american gladiator of the show she's a good reality star oh absolutely i can never fully hate her because yeah. even when she starts drama and tries to like drive a wedge between Paige and han or whatever it's just like ultimately like you are a Gale force wind of drama that just like blows through that house and thank God. Yeah. Well, that I think is Summer House. What what a delightful season. We still have a secrets revealed, thankfully. 
Yes. I'm so happy. I know. I would love like just four episodes of them, like just hijinks we haven't seen in summer. All of these Bravo shows should absolutely be cobbling together bonus episodes that they can air during the lean times now that we're going to have. At some point in a few months, all the shows are going to run out and we're going to have to show something. Yeah. Uh, So let's take a quick break and we'll be back with Roni and our Freak of the Week and One True Queen. And we are back to discuss... New York Housewives. All three of us just watched it live. Yes. Joe, how are you feeling about this new season of Housewives of New York? So I'm not sure how controversial this is going to be. Yeah. I'm kind of lukewarm on this season so far. Yeah. Um, It's not of all of the shows, of all of the Bravo shows, it's probably the one... I look forward to least, maybe more than uh, than Vanderpump, but there's uh-huh. something, and I mean, it can't just be that Bethany's not around because it's not like I'm like the hugest fan of Bethany on the show, but sure. I think this episode brought a lot of it into focus, which is I don't love alcoholism stories on these shows yeah. because ultimately, I think I touched on this earlier, Ultimately, the solution to that, when you think it through to its end sort of result is, oh, you shouldn't be on a show. That, you shouldn't be on a show like this yeah. where it you know, puts you in so much danger. And like this episode, we're like, I mean, I don't know if Luann actually is an alcoholic. Like yeah. I can't, you know, make that determination. But like clearly drinking is a sensitive issue there. And to watch like Dorinda sort of like try and bowl her over and like I know. peer pressure her into drinking again because Dorinda has her own drinking problem that sure. is not being addressed. And like in the same realm as Sonia, who clearly like something's going on. I'm just like, I think the critical mass and Roni of women who have drinking issues and women who don't it's like it yeah. tips and like leah obviously talked about it this week too exactly. where like she fell off the wagon and she's got this like you know stuff conflict going on now with her mother and it's it takes a little bit of the fun out of watching these women sort of like get turned up and like you know going crazy on each other and so that's probably the other thing is obviously we're all being set up to like love leah and like you know mm-hmm got the wings the tattoo because it fucking flies like all of that like it's fantastic i love all of that the tiki torches it was a wild night of television i appreciate that always Mm -hmm. but there's something like i can't shake this nagging thing that just like we're all gonna get burned if we fall in love with leah and like so you know ultimately like there's a dark heart at the center of that and you know it's it's holding me back we already we already have i mean dan and i have talked about this kind of at length with leah there's been like so much like from her past and like mm. her opinions on things and like stuff she's posted on the internet and like podcasts she's yeah. done and that kind of stuff that we've already like caught on cut up on she's not an ally yeah so the the fact that like dan and i have talked a lot in the past few weeks especially about like separating like the housewife on the show from who they are in yeah reality because yeah. we need to yeah. um right and uh but she 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 is a joy to watch on the show is the thing yeah it's like she is bringing something so fresh and different to the show 
that I'm endeared to so much while watching her. And I'm even tuning into her Instagram lives all the time. Are you really? Yeah. All her, the time. Her and Dana together? The her and, yeah, last night her and Dana oh, from boy. Vanderpump Rules were live oh, because as we said weeks ago, yeah. they look exactly alike so they <laughs> yeah. acknowledged that and went even, live together even sound alike to some degree yeah 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 i, yeah, see, I hear you I, yeah. I i i think yes i may be a little bit less delighted by her um for whatever reason but. i think with her the big thing is she was coming to the show when bethany was still going to be on the show yeah oh and I didn't know that. yeah mm-hmm. so bethany pretty much recruited her they didn't know each Uh, other but bethany heard of her and they had the same facialist so bethany like when producers i guess talk to the wives and be like who could be a good person to come on and bethany had heard of her so bethany did the work of recruiting her on and then when beth now with bethany gone now people are expecting leah to fill the bethany shoes And I actually think that Leah has done a good job of not doing the filling the Bethany shoes, but filling a different shoe and like becoming like this, this other character that people now are latching onto and loving with Bethany gone. Yeah. She's enough of an outsider to the group that she can do things like call out Sonia for being too overly dependent on being a Morgan, like that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. which I think is the most interesting stuff that she's brought to the show so far. Yeah. Um, And even the fight at the very end of this episode where like it was Dorinda and Tinsley and her, and it was like Leah was there like to talk sense into Dorinda and Dorinda didn't get mad at Leah the way she would have gotten mad at anyone else. Right. I actually... I actually thought that Dorinda's idea to have a sit down with Tinsley and Leah was actually a really good idea. Yeah. And I think it was Dorinda sort of recognizing the fact that like she and Tinsley are just going to end up in an argument if it's just the two of them and Leah could help them keep things on track, <clears throat> excuse me, keep things on track. Yeah. And Tinsley, for whatever reason, took it, you know, all wrong. Yeah. And, um, for, you know, and, you know, if I'm Tinsley, I probably have some, you know, mistrust towards Dorinda after getting, you know, hollered at it in season premiere also. Although mm-hmm. I think Dorinda has a little bit of a point. But, mm. um, yeah, Leah's the right person to sort of mediate that. Because she can be the one to stand up for Tinsley a little bit while still being like, Tinsley, listen to what she's saying. Like yeah. that kind yeah. I mean, the problem is like their argument is a f- like a fourth wall argument is that For Dorinda's sure. annoyed that Tinsley gets to pick and choose parts Absolutely. of her life that she shares. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you see this on a lot of the shows, on a lot of the different shows. Yeah. I think that ends up being a huge source of tension for, you know, so many of these arguments. And sometimes we know about it and sometimes we don't. Yeah. But yeah, if it's not the women are resentful of the housewife who gets the spinoff. It's yeah. the women are resentful of the housewife who tries to, you know, keep some aspect of her life off TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this episode, it started out really fillery as far as like, we're getting like different kinds of scenes, but I feel like by the end of it, we had something super interesting. Also like Jacques being a huge part of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jacques, how do we feel about Jacques? Because I I feel like there's a little bit of a nostalgic pull, but it's not like I was ever like 
rooting for Luan and Jacques as like an entity. It's also like watching him is like he somehow knew that we would all have way too long of hair this point into quarantine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So he was like doing the hard work of really having a long, long yeah. Truly, truly. Um, yeah, I felt bad for him sort of being in the midst of all that thing where like he's trying to politely tell Luann that the, you know, the pirate joke is in mm. poor taste. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's just like bowling him over as yeah. I imagine, you know, she's traditionally done with him. Yeah. And it's nice that they're still friends, I guess. It's nice that he's an anti-bullying <laughs> advocate. Oh my, so can we talk about this event and like that part in particular? Yes. And the fact that they didn't choose to flash back when I loved the two flashbacks with uh, Ramona and Dorinda about like, have you ever been a bully? Mm. And it like, we got a click pack <laughs> yes. jizz. But like m- the thing that they left out was like when... Ramona was literally bullying during an anti-bullying event in mm. season four. Yes. Yeah. And nobody talks about it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. like a lost season, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like Jersey season six in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, season four is the Cindy Barshop season. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's a pecking order. Yeah. Uh, no, wait, th- that season brought us one of our most iconic trips for Rome. No, it, so. it, it was, yeah. Oh, absolutely. The Herman Munster Shoes exchange alone was worth having season four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're getting more of Dorinda looking back on her life with Richard, walking by the townhouse, peeking in. I love, so. Always, I hate saying that's my favorite flavor of Dorinda because like, yeah. I don't want to like fetishize her widowhood, but yeah. like. It's always when she's the most sympathetic. Yes. When she's talking about Richard, she's talking about, she's honest about her feelings. Like, I feel like there's always, mm-hmm. and I love, I want, I want the best for Dorinda and I love yeah. her. But there's always a wall up when she's talking about John, when she's talking about drinking, mm-hmm. when she's talking about so many of these things. Yeah. And Richard's the only area, that's why her friendship with Carol, I thought was always so nice. Yeah. Because exactly. like, that was the realest Dorinda we ever really got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that scene, like, almost hearken back to a scene from last season when she moved to the new apartment mm. in Sutton Place and she was like walking, she was going to like the bread shop, she was going to like to the candle shop. It was like Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast vibes, but this time <laughs> it was like Beauty and the Beast, but with a ghost. Mm. That's right. what she was doing here. Yeah. I like, th- that's the thing. Like Dorinda can be so sympathetic, yes. yeah. but she can also be like such a fucking asshole. <laughs> Well, she is, she's the classic mean drunk and she's drunk a lot. And I think that's, that's ultimately, you know, her downfall. And because, and it's a cycle with her where like the mean drunkness makes her super defensive about all of it too. And so it's, you know, it's hard to see how there's a solution to that. Totally. Can I point out one thing that I noticed um, some Summer House Roni crossover. <laughs> Always got to tie it back to yeah. No, but uh, so two of the places that they attended that were filmed on this episode were two of the places that were filmed this season of Summer House. Slate, obviously, where we had the comedy show with the slide. And that's where right. Luke and Hannah went on their date. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other one's the, I think, Cafe Bocce or something in Union Square. Okay. That's where Dale and uh, Tinsley had pizza or whatever. Oh, uh, sure, but sure. We got a scene with, I think it was, I think it was the Hannah and Jules, uh, not Jules, sorry, Paige makeup scene. 
Oh, um, from like a couple episodes ago. You're such an eagle eye. I know. Yeah. I always, I always try to look out like when they're at restaurants in New York because I'm like, oh, have I been there? Like, yeah. what neighborhood are yeah. they in? Like, where are they yeah. hanging out? Yeah. And like, then it makes me think, like, does Bravo have like contracts with these places? Mm. And is it like better for them to like film multiple shows there so then they can like, yeah, if not contracts, then certainly they must have like good friendly relationships yeah. with you know the restaurant. And rather than try a new place that they have to like, you know, build a new friendly relationship with yeah. those owners, might as well just go to a place that they already know. I mean, totally. you you end up having to like have everyone who's present sign waivers right. and stuff. So like, totally. once the restaurant's used to doing that, it's probably easier to just go back there. That's mm-hmm. that's exactly that's exactly yeah. my thought. Yeah. But then they also have to think about like they have to switch it up. Like yeah. they they need to switch it up because you need different like backgrounds and locales. Or so we I have rails go, in New Jersey. Or rails in New Jersey has been forever. But I always <laughs> yeah. thought I always thought for New Jersey that was because no one wants to work with no Teresa. one wants to work with Jersey because yeah. they get violent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just to be associated with Teresa is like probably not a great look. Mm-hmm. Also that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. This that that whole event tonight. I normally get upset at the wives when they sort of, you know, are mean about people who are not on the show. Mm-hmm. Um so I should have been more annoyed with Ramona sort of talking shit about this event. <laughs> like it did seem uh, I don't think I would have enjoyed being at that event either. Okay, so I missed this uh, like during uh the setting up scene. Yeah. But then Greg Bennett from Jersey tweeted, "That's Chanel from Princess's Long Island." Oh. Was amazing. A real throwback. Realize. Yeah. Wow. She was the comedian who was talking about. Um, she was the host, like the she co-host. Was like, the host it was her it. pod. It was her podcast. Yeah. yeah, she was the podcast host. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I wish I had uh, had known that. I would have made more of a note of her. Yeah, I mean, she had a different, totally different, like hairdo. So that's what really threw me off. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, the one other thing before this event that I wanted to point out was. Sonia going to Jersey to look at the books of Sonia Morgan uh, collection. And they've oh, never boy. finished above even. <laughs> yeah. Did you, that, did you notice that? Like, yeah. That, was, that, was a, yeah. that was a real moment. Yeah. Every time Sonia, like Sonia's the opposite of Dorinda in that way. Every time Sonia goes diving back into her past it's always so awful and so sad and tragic and it's her going to you know you know seeing the morgan letters at the museum and whatnot Mm -hmm. all this stuff it's just like it always ends in such uh sadness i mean she just can't hitch her wagon to the right people like she's i mean she's classic miss tavisham right she's classic like Always, never fully can escape her past, always trying to recapture that old glory. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's 21st century Miss Havisham where, you know, <laughs> she's boozy and doing yeah. cabrillesque and whatnot. But like, it's generally, the, it's the same general concept. Mm-hmm. She uh, also, this upcoming Sunday, I, we haven't really talked about it on the podcast because they haven't been doing like great promotion of it on Food Network, but the Worst oh, Cooks yeah. in America Celebrity Edition, uh, Sonia's Sonia. season is premiering this Sunday night. 
who's on with her it's uh, well bridget everett's the like big name that i care about because nice. like, bananas Oh boy, Johnny Bananas. That'll be fun. That'll yeah. be interesting. There's uh, a couple interest. It's like a actually really well a good cast, cast season. Yeah. yeah. I can't yeah. like name any of them aside from the three we've named. But uh, Dave, sure. Dave, Dave Coulier. Oh uh, boy. Okay. Robin Givens. Nice. Um, those are like the big names I can remember off the top of my head. But it's like a pretty stacked cast. Yeah. I've, I've watched a few episodes of that show just because I was like flipping by and I really enjoyed it. It just surprised me that they're not like yeah. shouting it from the rooftops. Yeah, I, that's interesting. It would be why isn't there like much Bravo pro- cross promotion? Do they not like when they do other shows? Well, are, is Food Network not, it's not part the same of fa- the NBC yeah. Universal family? Maybe no. that's it. Yeah. But no, I mean, like, like Discovery or something. Because they like, didn't promote Candy being on Celebrity Big Brother much either. I don't think, right? Right, but like Andy appeared on Celebrity Big Brother when Brandy was on. Oh, interesting. He, like, sent her a video well, he message. he and Julie Chen are, like, besties. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Julie Chen Moonves, I'm so sorry. Mm, oh my. How dare you? The fact yeah. that she... I still cannot get over the fact that she decided to add that on amid that fucking controversy. It was... She's wild. And that's why Jenner. I will it never truly. trust her again. No, that's absolutely right. It was basically just, like, the biggest fuck you announcement. And that she's kept it since then and hasn't backed down is... And they canceled Celebrity Big Brother US, so it's like, what's... I don't know if I'm going to go back to Big Brother. Oh, they're not going to have Big Brother this season. They can't, yeah. Yeah. They can't... I can't imagine... I can't imagine them being... I hadn't even thought of that. But, 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 like, but this, like, Summer House is a situation, like, they could just quarantine the cast... But I think with Big Brother, the production apparatus around it is uh, so close quarters. Okay. Like, yeah, I feel I like that saying. would be a tougher ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, Julie Chen's going to host it from her house? Right. I don't know. I think that's the that's the, the secret thing, is like, certain things you'd be able to film, but like, the actual production of it with like, people having to put the shows together. Challenges. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, or they could do, I mean, maybe they do a fall season like they did for the one that aired on CBS All Access where they had to tell people that Trump was elected. Do you remember that? Yeah, I didn't watch that, but I remember that being a thing that they had. I to watched do, the clip. Which was, this, which was analogous, I like absolutely analogous to the time that they had to tell the people in season two that 9-11 happened. Yeah. And it and was one the of same their, level. One of their cousins was in, died. Monica, yeah. Monica's yeah. cousin, they had to tell her that her cousin was unaccounted for. It a very crazy. sick thing about me is that I regularly go back and watch reality shows from like <laughs> when so 9-11 sick. happens. Oh, see, interesting. Like, like the real world Chicago when they mm-hmm. had to like roll a television into their living room. And then they went and stood on the street with candles. Yes, yeah. I remember that. Yep. Wow. <laughs> what a moment. Uh, so what do you guys make of Leah and Ramona's mother-daughter moment, like on the way to this event? I loved it. I thought Same. it was, I, I love when Ramona, it's that one day a year. It's like, um, you know how those certain ghost stories are like, if you yeah. come on this road <laughs> at the certain bright <laughs> night of the year and you'll see like a woman in white and she'll be shimmering and ghost-like. That's it's what Ramona. it is when Ramona has a good moment like that, when she's able to be kind and yeah. attentive and give good advice and she doesn't fuck it up in any way. It was yeah. glorious. Truly. I mean, it's it's amazing to watch Ramona like the new girl. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's so out of character for her. Yeah. Christine I mean, Takeman, uh, Tinsley, obviously. Jules. Jules Cindy Barshop. Yep. When, when, when uh, like, Leah was telling you're intimidating, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. Ramona's like, are you... Am I intimidating? And then Leah just like laughs at her and is like, no, Ramona. And like Ramona was so happy. <laughs> That's the best stuff about Leah too. It's, it's yeah. the same thing with like last week when she's like so righteously and rightfully pissed at Sonia. Yeah. And then she's just like, how can you even stay mad at her? <laughs> and it's just like, that's such a genuine reaction. And I love that. But yeah, yeah I, I, you know, the moments where Ramona can actually provide actual insight yeah. Um, and the thing where, when they, they bonded over the lilacs, about how both of their mm-hmm. mother's favorite flowers, lilacs, yeah. I was like, oh, this is like real and genuine. I love sure. this. Yeah. I agree with everything that was just said. And it's, is, are Leah and Carol the only two new girls that Ramona has ever really liked? Uh, I From mean, the jump. I mean, technically, like, I don't consider Dorinda a new girl when she joined because, like, she was friends with them. Right. She's part of the yes, old guard. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference there. She's like sure. a Dumbledore's army OG or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She didn't like Heather. She didn't like Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, she, well, with Kelly, it was a situation where she tried to suck up to Kelly because Kelly had more power mm, in, yeah. like, the Hamptons world. And sure. Kelly, like, ignored her basically yeah yeah, yeah. i'll never like forget she... oh, sorry, ramona showing up to the uh the like stables or whatever in like that hat oh, and yeah. kelly ignoring her <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i feel like she liked aviva at the very beginning and then uh when aviva started to go cuckoo uh on whatever vacation spot they were at with yeah. jake's annex yeah um it started to fall apart there. But I think from, I think maybe she liked Aviva at the very, very beginning. But like, mm-hmm. I think it's because she had that Drescher name and it was before we all realized that Fran Drescher is a socialist. Yeah. And we have to stand forever. <laughs> well, I think, I think that season barely counts because like there was only Luann, Ramona, and Sonia. So you have to like, you have to choose your fighters. It's like, what, like you can't not like all the new girls, you know? I'm tempted to go back and watch the Aviva seasons just to sort of like re-experience that little moment in time. I yeah. used to go back and watch season five all the time. And I might do it in yeah. quarantine. It's sure. so, it's like such like a palate cleanser to have, yeah. no, I'm not even joking, to have Carol, uh, Aviva and Heather like jump on the scene. It's just mm-hmm. like, Back then, they were, like, these, like, classy New York women you didn't really know much about. And, like, they were, yeah. like, coming to, like... And that was such a gambit on the show's part to, mm-hmm. like, get rid of Jill yeah. and Alex and Kelly and, like, basically, like, overhaul the show. Yeah. I remember when um, Alex McCord went on Good Morning America to talk about being fired. <laughs> no way. That's amazing. <laughs> One of my all-time great, like, what-ifs was how... Bethany would have reacted to Aviva. Mm. Like we'll never well, we'll never know. Bethany suggested Aviva. Yeah. Famously. Interesting. But do you think I can't imagine Bethany would have put up with some of the stuff that Aviva ended up getting up to? Oh yeah, no way. But I yeah. think like Bethany realized as she was leaving, oh, this woman would be good television. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think like she was supposed to be considered for season 
four and then it didn't happen but then they like mm-hmm. keep a roster around and like consider people later right yeah. it's the most interesting thing when people like when housewives go on like podcasts and stuff is learning about the casting process and how like yeah. they might have been considered for a previous season i think jennifer aiden went on a podcast and was like she was considered for like uh, right. two seasons before she actually yeah. got cast wow who was that woman who i remember what like if you ever go back and watch the scary island episode um, I think it's a Scary Island episode where they were grooming someone to be Jennifer a Gilbert. Cast member. Jennifer Gilbert. Yes. I <laughs> am the biggest <laughs> Jennifer Gilbert fan in the world. She's Amazing. the first housewife, like friend of, to be shafted and not realize what happened. There's an Associated Press article about Jennifer Gilbert about where she's talking about how she thought she was going to be a full-time cast member and she was shafted she was at the bethany revealing her pita billboard thing Mm -hmm. and that was like but no scenes of the two of them ever made it to air because she was like placed on team jill and luann during that season well fascinating shit i could yeah i could do an oral history about jennifer gilbert (laughs) wasn't there the moment where like Alex was was going to get cut the year before she did, and she like really had to, um, essentially just like hang on by the skin of her teeth, and essentially promise that she was going to mix it up more in her final season, and that's why she like gets into the fight with Sonia at the ver- at the gay pride parade at the very beginning yeah. of that one season, where it was that was the season where her tagline was just like. I finally found my voice and I'm going to use it or something. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense because she was getting into fights. That was Thug in a Cocktail Dress season. Uh-huh. Yep. Iconic. Yep. That was um, uh, Go Into the Cabinet you belong, Where You Belong. That was uh, Even Louis Vuitton Makes Mistakes. Uh-huh. So Alex was a very important part of that season. Definitely. Absolutely. No, that was that was Alex, you know, coming, coming out of her shell. Because, and that was all presaged by what happened at the end of season three which was um you're a mean girl and you're in high school and while you're in high school yeah. i'm in brooklyn like that which was happened a, at jennifer gilbert's apartment yeah. right but i think that was i think that was the moment that alex snatched the the roster spot yeah. back from jennifer because i really do think they were getting ready to get rid of alex at the end of that season and then alex like truly stepped it up and maybe mm-hmm. and i she- always it's probably apocryphal, but I always read that into. Remember, because like Alex was so hepped up about delivering that message from. I Bethany. love the message. Why do you care so much? And I honestly think that was like Alex fighting for her job. Yeah. Iconic. Wow. Iconic, Bring her back. Uh, so someone who this season is a friend, Elise. We got her first confessional, which was a shock. I was going to mention this. Yes, yeah. I was. So, I, I was. Guess. I was truly shocked. I thought we were not going to get anything from her. Is are they like trying to put her in like this thing where she's like offended by anything everyone does and like that certainly seems to be her her role thus yeah. far. Yeah. Which is funny because like I'm offended by the fact that she didn't properly pay her house staff and then there was a <laughs> protest outside of her <laughs> Park Avenue apartments where there's photos of like people literally processing with protesting protest signs with her name on it yeah wow yeah i mean it was it was jarring because like there's been no previews or like anything in the trailer with her in a confessional no but she's all oh she was all over that trailer if you watched just like scene oh yeah by scene, every she's like, scene she's everywhere she's yeah. everywhere 
But they are definitely doing their best to like keep her at a minimum. Yeah. Like just she's, keep her as a friend. Yeah. She's like f- physically present, but not like a vocal part of the conversation. Yeah. I actually kind of agreed with her tonight. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I think she was on the right side of that moment with Luann and Drink. Yeah. De- I think definitely like, especially talking about like AA, and she was like, I like, I know a bunch of people in my life who've like been through AA. So like to not take it seriously in that moment i agree with her and i that's all i want to like really talk about like me talking about people going through sobriety things but i i there was a moment that i agreed with her yeah yeah well and then and then after that next commercial break when sonia had that interview where she's just like um oh i was upset that luann was drinking without me like that kind of thing it's just like Mm. that's where the show tends to flirt with like oh you're not taking this thing seriously you're like this is just sort of like a thing of fun. And it's like, I don't love that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess the one other thing this episode that had me laughing was Ramona saying, podcasts have become very popular, but I don't have time to watch. <laughs> or the- <laughs> watch us, like- Ramona, please. To be honest, I feel like Ramona, to me, is like the one quote-unquote OG who's not untouchable, but almost untouchable because she gives us these kind of moments. Yeah. yeah. And like, she's, she just like lives her life how she lives her life. And she doesn't really get caught up in like any of the rest of like the Bravo shit. She yeah. doesn't care about being famous in the world. She cares about being like a society person Yeah, in New York. That's all she cares about. It's a refreshing thing about her. You're absolutely right. She's not in any way trying to, like, even when she does, like, Ramona Pino Grigio or whatever like that, it's yeah. never, she's remarkably not thirsty for being, you know, yeah. a real housewife, which is, like, an inherently thirsty occupation. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I've always been endeared by Ramona, and I always will be. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I wax and wane with Ramona, but um, yeah, she's, she's, you know, she's a permanent fixture. And perfect example of like someone who I think is like kind of a bad person, most, <laughs> yeah. like day to day, but like yeah. love watching her. Yeah. Well, oh, spe- yeah, totally. Speaking of bad people and good people, well, that's not really like the criteria for Freak of the Week and the Queen of One True Queen, but let's get to that. Yeah. So the Freak of the Week this week are... Danielle and Lindsay from Summer House. Reason, <laughs> reason being, so uh, after the reunion, they went. Well, no, they they went live together. But uh, leading up to it, Lindsay posted in her Instagram story, like, "Oh, hey guys, I'm going over to Danielle's to watch the Summer House uh, finale and reunion together." Like she, like Lindsay's walking over there in her little mask. Like Danielle opens the door. Uh, Danielle goes in and kisses Lindsay's mask. It's oh. like, what are yeah. we advertising here? Right. Uh, After just... all of these PSAs that they are running during the commercial breaks about like, everybody be responsible, everybody stay home, social distancing, yada, yada, yada. Like, yeah. yeah. I think it's just like, that's like, it's them. And then it's also like the people who are on like the Christopher Street Pier this weekend, which mm. we all heard about, which... Yeah. I I walked by the pier this weekend because oh, I went on a walk. I went on a walk by myself, and I had to like run away from once I saw all the people. It, this um, feels this week feels like we've reached the point where certain 
people have yeah. just gotten impatient with being good about this. And yeah. they've just like, they're, they're done. They've, you know, they've put in their six weeks or whatever, and now they're done. Exactly. Yeah. But like, it's like, they need to stop telling on themselves. That's yes. what I'm saying. Everyone's telling on themselves all the time. And now they yeah. like, just do it in secret. Do it in secret. Dummies. Don't, yeah. you don't, have don't to put your big gay your... rave on Instagram. You <laughs> fucking oh, morons. The gay rave. Oh, they, they are the true freaks of the week. They are the could true have, freaks. Could, you, you, could you hear that from your apartment, Brendan? I don't know how close. Uh... <laughs> I'm sure it was somewhere near here, but, um, if you don't know what that is, go like onto Twitter and search like mm. meth gala, I think is what a lot of people were calling it. <laughs> oh my God. Where are they now? Did you see Bethany's tweet about the Met Gala on Wednesday where no. she's like, she, t- I just saw somebody uh, quote tweeted it and she was basically, she's just like, it's Wednesday. I need a moratorium on, I miss the Met Gala. Mm. Uh, and she's like, there are more <laughs> important things to talk about. And I was yeah. like, that's, that's what I needed to hear yeah. today. That's I stand with Bethany on that. Yeah. Uh, I'll so, go for the queen. Do you want oh, me yeah. to go for the queen? Yeah, Brennan, who is the one true queen or who are the one true queens? So our one true queens this week are Paige and Hannah. Mm. Um, the quote-unquote giggly squad because they've been going live on Instagram every night. Every and, single night. And last night, they hit over... 10,000 views at oh, one time. At one time. Which, like, if y'all have been watching people going live on Instagram, nobody, unless you're, like, a major celeb, is getting yeah. above that amount of views. And so the power that that has, <laughs> the international implications that that has. It's true. I mean, for Here's, instance... I have, a, I have a question. This yeah. is sort of off the topic, but, like, indulge me. In terms of, like, Instagram live etiquette... Yeah. is do you ever like just get curious and cl- and you know click on an Instagram live see that there aren't enough people in there for <laughs> you to like comfortably like fade into the background and then immediately x out because it's like it's too much light on you it's too much it's light. all it's all we it's all we can do you okay. have to run away Thank yeah you. Dip in, dip I don't out. know what my I don't know what my like hard and fast threshold is. But yeah. if I click on a thing and there's seven people in there, I am <laughs> running the fuck away. Like, the thing is, like, unless they're actively like clicking on the thing and watching who's in it, they yeah, won't right. see you leave. Yeah, that's right. true. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, but it's like it's my worst nightmare to like bop into just some like, especially if it's like an Instagram live of somebody who you know but don't know very well sure and mm-hmm. it's all i can it's like just to like just bop in there and have somebody be like oh hey joe's here and i'm just like no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> don't want that don't want that no attention yeah uh well joe it's been amazing having you here this episode especially with all the summer else to talk about yes uh, for sure. i do want to point people in the direction of your podcast this had oscar buzz yeah thank you uh there i mean you guys have had so many episodes at this point that there's bound to be a movie that is a personal fave of yours that yes. you guys have covered. We're uh, nearing on our 100th episode. It's going to be within the next couple months, which is like amazing. What, That's what is your favorite episode? Just to ask. Oh gosh, we've had some really good ones. We did one uh, on Meet Joe Black with mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Finger from Who Weekly, mm-hmm. which was really really funny we had a lot of fun with that one we yeah. just did one very recently just chris and i my co-host chris file uh, yeah. on zodiac which mm-hmm. is a movie both of us love and we really really got to dig into that movie and had a really really fun time with it so yeah. um yeah we have a good time it's you know movies that 
you know, were sort of positioned for Oscars and didn't quite make it. And mm-hmm. so we sort of, some of them are really bad movies. Some of them are like secretly really good movies. Yeah. So uh, it's a like nice burlesque. variety. Yeah. Oh my God. The burlesque <laughs> episode was really fun. Yeah, definitely. We had a great time with that one for sure. Um, <clears throat> is there anything else you want to point us in the direction of to check out? Uh, um, to follow I'm, you? Yeah. If you want to read about uh, TV, I'm a, the managing editor for a site called primetimer.com. Mm-hmm. Um, would love to have you guys pop over there. I'm on Twitter at Joe Reed and yeah, having a good time trying awesome. to ride this out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Thanks you guys. I love talking to you guys. Yeah. Stuff. This yeah. was so fun. Um, yeah. Of course, this is come through queen. You could find us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, come through queen. Our community is always uh, chatting about something over in the Facebook group. Um, we also have our Instagram page, the Come Through Queen podcast. Uh, new Patreon stuff every week. We do a pre-show every week. We're doing our DC Housewives journey recaps over there as well, uh, nice. with with a new episode of that coming up this weekend. So stay tuned for that. You could follow me at uh, idkidk on Twitter. Brendan is at not Brendan. And I think that's it. So like, comment, subscribe, part share, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.